Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Are you tired of constantly doubting yourself and every decision you make? Are you ready to be fully present at family outings without work consuming your thoughts? Enjoying your significant others on that date without worrying about business, sales, or decisions or strategy? Did I say it right? Was that the right thing to do? Should I have done it this way? Do you wish to break free from the fear of judgment that leaves you feeling paralyzed? Caring about what others think more than what you think. So many of us tell us what and how we should be as high-achieving women. We should be unstoppable. We shouldn't worry about what others think. And we should learn to have our own back. But no one actually shows us how to do this nor do they guide us through a process giving us a blueprint. Well, I went on a three-year journey and I created a container and a framework that does just that, teaching us how to do this work and it supports us as we rewire our brains and our bodies so that this becomes who we are, our new level. Queen, it's time to release the anxiety that arises when we're pursuing our greatness. Join Deeply Rooted. You will be in a community of women who look like you, all of us unlocking our brilliance, overcoming the self-doubt that we are taught and the anxiety that is associated with it, and experience a transformation like never before. Imagine a life where you make decisions with clarity, where you embrace joy in every moment and refuse to let others define you, where you have relationships that fulfill you, not drain you, where you no longer are afraid of who and how you are, but you have total acceptance, where you learn to release and let go of things that no longer serve you without apology. All of this, not from the outside in, but from the inside out. It's all within your reach. And we are here to guide you every step of the way. Don't let self-doubt and anxiety hold you back from your dreams any further. Join us on this journey. A journey to a different you, the you that you dream of, the you that you know is there, but you have no way to get there. That's what Deeply Rooted is created for. Visit brigjohnson.com forward slash deeply rooted. And you and I will get on a sales call and together we will figure out if Deeply Rooted is the right fit for you. Book your call today. BrigJohnson.com forward slash deeply rooted. I look forward to sharing this journey with you. I look forward to talking with you and speaking with you and seeing 
where you are so I can help you and show you exactly where it is we would do, how you would do it, how you would use the program. Looking forward to talking to you. Register for your sales call today. Talk soon. Hey guys, how y'all doing? I have a surprise podcast. This is a bonus episode because I wanted to give you a peek inside, deeply rooted, and some of the results and some of the people that are in deeply rooted. So I asked a couple of my clients to come on and we're just going to do kind of a behind the scenes or where I am and what kind of transformations I've had. This is specifically for those of you who are considering joining and kind of on the fence and like, I don't know if it's for me. I want to give you a glimpse into a couple of people and how they're using, how they have chose to use Deeply Rooted for them, why they've chosen it, what the results have been, where they are with it, and any messages they have for you guys. So this is a special episode for you guys that are on the fence. And first up, I have Miss Pamela Deneuve. Did I say it right? Yeah. I did. Yes. She had to correct me, y'all. She had to correct me. Anyway, I'm going to let her introduce herself to you. Pamela, tell them about you. Tell them who you are and what you do. Okay. First of all, I want to tell you that I gave myself my name. Love it. So I changed my name. I grew up, uh, men were very not nice or respectful to women and uh, abusive. And so that was my maiden name. And then my husband, which I was, who was married for 10 years and had two children, never paid a dime towards his children. And I said, why would I want to have his name? Mm. So when I had my kind of like my rebirth, I was actually in a treatment facility to heal from, you know, sexual abuse I had as a child. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't want to have my maiden name. I don't want those men's name. Mm -hmm. And I don't want my ex-husband's name. And I'll talk more about it later. I always wanted to have an international lifestyle. And this was back in 1992. Mm -hmm. And I said, there was a French word, Deneuve, which means new. Mm. And so I said, this is me, new. And I, I claimed my name and this is my name. I never knew that story. I love that with so much power. And it makes sense because literally, what did I just tell you? It's like, I want to talk about you like deciding to live and it's like rebirthing yourself. Because I remember our consult, and we'll talk about that, what you wanted and what I've seen you do and what I've watched you do, it really is a rebirth. And it's a rebirth. And how old are you? I am 74 years young. <laughs> and when y'all see her, yes, she is 74 years old, hot mama, cute booty, cute booty young. <laughs> Doing Pilates every day. Yes, yes, yes. And she literally has decided to have a rebirth and she's done it. Like I have watched her live. And that was why I wanted to bring her on because so many of us think like we know we're existing, but we think living just means going to a higher playing 
and staying in a straight line on that higher plane. But that's not what living is. But I don't want to give it away. So let's start at the beginning. How did you find me and why did you reach out? Okay, I heard you on Stacy's podcast. Mm-hmm. And I had also... For those of you that don't know, Stacy was my business coach for a long time. Stacy Bayman. Love her. Hey, Stacy. Okay. So several times, like there was a group of Black coaches that would talk on Black, you know, whatever. And then I heard you. And then I just had this flicker of hope. And I know I'm going to cry doing this podcast because... You know, I was taught to be ashamed of who I was and how I, the way I was black. Like I wasn't black enough. You know, I, I didn't live in black communities. I didn't date black men. I didn't talk or carry myself. My clients who would come to me were white attorneys, male. Mm -hmm. And so everything about me, I was ashamed because I didn't get to have the black card. And when I, I talk, you know, kind of very sheepishly talk with Brig about being in Deeply Rooted, my whole life changed when she was able to say the first time that someone said, there's more than one way to be Black. Mm. And, you know, like all of the shame and all of this feeling badly about me and who I was, was lifted. Yeah. And then I got to since I was like so bogged down by the shame and, you know, living here where I didn't want to live because I had fled Chicago mm -hmm. and lived in California, raised my kids there. And then I ended up here in Florida, which is really where my family's from. Yeah. And I felt stuck here and I wanted to have my life, which way back in 92, I changed my name because I wanted to have this international lifestyle. And so I came into Deeply Rooted because I hadn't dated in like 20 years. I had this thing I kept talking about. I wanted to live internationally, but I hadn't really gone for it. So I was able to, you know, number one, get over whatever it was that had me not make the money that I knew I could make. And then once I had the money, then I started traveling, you know, and I at first, I thought I wanted to live part-time in Spain. And I went there a couple of times and I realized that I didn't like how they treated Black people there that much. And I didn't like how they didn't want to speak English. But I did find Portugal and I did that. And then I started dating. I started all these men. I came out of the woodwork. Well, because yes, she did, y'all. She did. <laughs> <laughs> it was like all these years I hadn't dated. And all of a sudden I met a black man that I was dating and, you know, just really like being open and just like, oh, wow, you know, I'm dating a black man and he likes me. And we did the whole thing. And one of the things that helped us bond, and he was younger than me because the men that like me are younger than me. Well, he wanted to live in Portugal as well. And so we both like, wow, we were planning to have this life together in Portugal. And I was so afraid to go. And I remember I talked to, to Brig and I said, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just like nervous about going in Brig style. She said, Pamela, you're a grown ass woman. And if it doesn't work out, you could go get your own place. Yes. And that just like, oh, oh, I could do that. 
But right. guess what? That's what happened. I went, we right. went to Portugal and I thought he was like this guy. And all of a sudden he came out of the woodwork and it was attacking me and he was unkind and brutal. And I was shocked. And I, here I was in this foreign country with this guy. And I was sitting over there and he pushed all the buttons that black men had pushed all my life. You're too, too much. You're too this. Mm. And I remember being in the hotel room and I was sitting there and I was feeling so small and so wrong and so bad. Mm. And Briggs' voice came in my head, Pamela, you're a grown ass woman. And I just like was over in the corner feeling small. And I started talking to myself and I started saying, Pamela, what he's saying about you is not true. You know, your children love you. People love you. Your clients, people respect you. And I talked and I kept talking and I heard, but you're a grown ass woman. And that morning when he says, okay, after he'd been all abusive, what are we going to do today? And I said, you can do what you want to do, but I'm going to get my own hotel room. And I packed up, got called Uber and found a wonderful place and stayed in Portugal for two weeks that I'd planned. I got COVID, but I was there. I did some sightseeing and I had a wonderful time and I can't wait to go back. Okay. There was a couple of things in there, but I love that we said like living because that meant that like sometimes we do things and it doesn't work out the way we think it's going to work out. But when we know, we know how to take care of us, which is what you were saying. I may get over there and then I'm stuck with him and I'm stuck in this situation. And I love that you remembered, because I think what you said when we went to an intensive is you said something like, remember who you are, right? Like, oh, I have to remember who I am. Because when people start telling us, and they love telling Black women who they think we are, loud, outspoken, don't know your role, right? Like, know your place. And too much, and you're speaking outside yourself now, don't get too high and mighty for your britches, right? We get to tell ourselves, no, this is not true. And I love that you had been in the container enough to recognize, to have that awareness of just because he's saying it, and there's a part of me that's believing it, that's why I'm in this corner being very small or acting small. And let's be clear, the abuse wasn't physical, right? No. Yeah, which is even worse, right? But I just want people to like get a picture of, yeah, it was verbal abuse. And you were like, wait a minute, I'm not taking any more. Because that's what men had always said to me. This is what my dad said to me. This is what my brother said to me. You're too much. You know, you're too confident. Like he said, you talk too loud. You're too expressive. Yes, yes. What he was saying is you're too confident. You got Remember your place is supposed to be behind me. You're not supposed to be more outspoken than me, right? Which is a lot of the hidden things that Black women are are fight with. And now the new thing is you're too masculine, right? As if those are masculine traits, like to be confident, to be bold, to be ambitious are masculine traits. Like who says that those were masculine and feminine traits, right? Like, that's another way to backhand us. Like, I don't want a masculine woman. I'm like, there's nothing masculine about being successful. I don't get that, right? But that is a way for them to shame us. And 
since there is a hierarchy in society of if I am partnered and with a man, then I must be right because to not be with one means something's wrong with me because that's the first thing they say, then there's also that repulsion of masculinity within us because then that means I'm not partnerable, right? Y'all know I make up words. But I love that she had the foresight to go, no, not this time, right? Even at 74, like we can rewire our brains and go, no, this is not what I'm going to do. And she took care of herself. So living our life doesn't mean that everything works out just beautiful, but it does mean that there are more ups and downs, I think, with living our life than with existing. But you tell me, because you've had quite a bit of ups and downs through this process now, which is probably what, almost eight months now or 10 months? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's interesting because I made up my mind, you know, being in this container, I said, I'm not going to stop. I hadn't dated in 20 years. And the old me would have said, oh, well, see, you can't meet anybody. But I said, no, I'm going to continue to date. And I continued to date. This guy that was abusive to me died. Uh, First of all, my dad died. Mm -hmm. My dad died, who was a very big, big in my life, who definitely didn't approve of who I was, never acknowledged any of my successes and used every opportunity to put me down. So he died. And then a few months later, when we got back from Portugal, six weeks after we got back, this guy died, the one who I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. Mm -hmm. So it was like he died when I was in Portugal and then he died again. And then it was like he died and my dad died. And I just like fell into a hopeless pit, even though I still continued to date. I lost part of myself because I don't know whether it was survivor's guilt or I don't know what it was, but I, I lost the momentum that I had when I first came into the container. Yeah. But the beauty of it is this, that you stayed in the container, even with that, because of that. First, I want to slow down just a little bit and slow everything down because we're acting like this was like just a walk in a park and it wasn't. Because I will remember when you came back from Portugal, we had a intensive. For those of you who don't know and Deeply Rooted, we have in-person meetings where we just meet together and we have a deep dive day of coaching. First of all, you've done two of them. Mm -hmm. Have you done two? Yeah. Tell me what that experience is like for you. The first one, I came to Dallas and I was in this room of with Black women. And I have to tell you, I didn't have Black friends. I know now because I was so abused and I was like not willing to be like everybody else. I was always ostracized. So I just, okay, all right. I moved to California. All right. I'm, I'm just not going to have Black friends. I'm not going to be in a Black world. So here was a room with full of Black women. And I couldn't remember anyone's name because that's how I protect myself. And I remember I said, I feel safe and I'm going to remember everyone's name and I'm going to connect with each one of these women. And it was the first time I was in a room with black women and I felt so safe. I felt like I was in a womb and I felt like we could be honest and there was no mask and there was no pretension and we all were being there for each other and without judgment. And we didn't have to be any way. We could just be who we were. Yeah. And that was amazing. 
And then when you went to, you were in Miami, I like came. You wasn't going to go. Like you wasn't going to go to Miami. And then I got a text like at two o'clock in the morning or something. (laughs) They were like right in Miami and it's like an eight hour drive. And I was like, something just woke me up in the middle of the night. You got to go there. You got to go. And so I got up like four in the morning. I like maybe got three hours sleep and drove all the way to Miami to be with my people, to be in that safe space. Yes. And And I love that because like one of the things we do is we pick one thing that's like really haunting us or struggling with, or like we keep going back to, and we spend that day each person and we deep dive on it. It is a deep dive of coaching and we all hold space for one another. And we really get like, transformation from watching other people because I may coach one person for like an hour and we get each of us get so much from everybody's coaching but on that one that was when the guy had told you you was too much this guy who doesn't know my family doesn't know my dad doesn't know my brothers said the same thing that they said yes and so I came there you know like I'm too much I I don't fit in. And I really got being in there with your coaching, Brick, I really got to embrace all of me, all of who I am, everything about me. I'm okay. I'm good. You know, I don't have to be ashamed of who I am. I don't have to tone down who I am. And so if people say I'm too much, I can just say, okay, you're entitled to your opinion, but this is who I am. But for them, you are and understanding, like, because I think that's what I said was like, yeah, you was right. Mm -hmm. Because they want to keep like when you realize the reason why we're too much is because for black women, like we're the caretakers and we're supposed to be, you know, just do what I say. Right. Don't do what I do. Do what I say. Stay in your box and stay small and let me shine and everybody else and do all the work and let me take all the credit. So yeah, if you are doing anything other than that, then you're now, the new word is masculine or you're too much or you're too loud. So you are. I'm just going to say this. This is a direct quote from my dad because he had a a girlfriend. He says, she, my girlfriend, always makes me think that it was my idea. Mm -hmm. You don't do that. You're supposed to let everything be like it's my idea. You're not supposed to have any ideas. Right. You know, I and that was marriage counseling. And, and that was the like the thing is like, let them think that it's their idea. Right. right. Like as if God can't give me ideas. I'm like, what the heck is this? Right. Like I have to pretend and I have to hide in smokescreen my glory and my intellect and my problem solving ability so that the man could feel good. That's an insult to him. actually, right? Like that's an insult to him that he would be offended because I have a different thought pattern. Like that is actually my strength for him, right? As a man. But I just want to say like that moment where you grasp it, like, and you accept it, like he gets to say that you were too much and for him, you really were, but it was because of the box. And the way you embrace that and you could just, the whole room could see that transformation when you actually got that. Yeah. And yeah. guys, for many of us, 
Pamela's story may be on the other side, but for many of us, we've been told in one way or another, you're too much. Self-control on that report card, y'all know, talk too much, no self-control, smart. Like they would mark that on our report card or the teachers would be like, she doesn't know how to stay in her seat. Like just think of all the ways we've been told, don't shine, don't take up too much space, you're too much, why you gotta be different, right? And when we add this to Pamela's decision to Black people may not be my people, (laughs) right? And like, let me go somewhere else. We can understand why in those situations, why we don't feel comfortable within our own communities because our own communities are the one that's putting us in a box. But understand this, guys, that this is a white supremacist point of view. Like for us to be in the box in the first place is to decide that we are all one way. And it was so that like white supremacy didn't like we only stayed in certain parts of the country on certain sides of the track. We only ate at certain restaurants. So therefore we don't like go play golf with them or go join the country club with them or go to the symphony with them. Like, you guys remember when Tiger started playing golf? It was like, oh, my God. Like, the guy said, oh, I guess we're going to have to fry some, like, chicken and serve watermelon because he won the Masters, right? It's like the white supremacist was the one that gave us, like, this box, and then we keep ourselves in the box. That's why I I am emphatic about there is more than one way to be Black. And that's why I believe because of that, Pamela felt comfortable because there was one place where she wasn't too much and she could be herself within her own community and she didn't have to be afraid. I don't know. I'm like projecting, but what do you think? Yeah, like I said, it was the first time in my life and I'm 74 that I have been able to be in a group of Black women where I felt safe, I felt non-judgment, And I felt like I'd just be who I am and I was accepted and vice versa. I accept everyone there. We're all from such different backgrounds. And like Rick says, there is more than one way to be black. And so it's not like, oh, well, you know, why are you this or why are you that? It's like, wow, look, you're like that. Celebrate. I celebrate you. I celebrate who you are. And Mm -hmm. I think it's the only place I've ever been where you can take your mask off and feel safe and be vulnerable and not feel that people are are judging you. But not just not judging you, like loving you and embracing you and encouraging you and celebrating you. And that has not been my experience being, I'm sorry, being in a black community. It's always been, you know, the grandmother, everybody's sitting on the porch talking about who's doing this and, oh, she's switching or she's doing that. or Right. All of these things were designed and given to us and we've been conditioned to keep us in line. And then we just started keeping ourselves in line, right? And there is nothing more threatening than for a Black woman to be taking the Black card away. Like, if they take my Black card away, because we don't fit in in white America. Like, mm-hmm. of us are single. So if we lose our Black card, where is there for us to go, right? And so it's an invisible, like, dome that keeps us in our place because the fear of, like, I'm not Black enough. And the more successful we are, the more that is a thing of, like, 
Like, look at you. You think you're doing all that as if we're not supposed to. So Deeply Rooted is the place where we get to celebrate ourselves and take our mask off. I love calling it the screaming room. It's the room where we get to be vulnerable and share our shit and get coached on it so that we don't have to show up like all buttoned up and crossing every I and dotting every T and you don't lose any respect because you are dealing with some shit, right? Like we all are. That's the whole purpose of the room. And the reason why it works so well is because I know that the transformation gets expedited when it's witnessed by other people. So the power of the group showed you like what you've been trying to do on your own of questioning the too much when you did it within a group in a group setting in that deep dive intensive is when you got it because it was witnessed by so many. Yeah, that's true. I used to feel guilty because I, I, you know, I post on social media and the clients who would come to me would be white male. And I, I felt, oh my God, what's wrong with me? You know, that whatever, whatever. And then I was coached in the group. It's like, well, I mean, whatever the message is, if they're suicidal or they want to kill themselves, take their lives or they're drunk, you know, because they're white, you don't want to help them. Yeah. So I was able to look at that from another level, you know, so I was able to embrace my business and interesting that I started attracting black women in my coaching. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing different, but I was in deeply rooted and I've been in business a long, 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 long time. And all of a sudden I had have black women who resonated with my message and came. And then I, you know, I continued to date. I, you know, had fun dating. They said, like, y'all don't understand. Like, the things that would go on is one would, like, such and such, and then they would go, and then one, I'm like, she was so persistent in her decision to give herself the life that she wanted. And there were many ups and downs with this, like, many. And I love that you just continue to choose. Like, it would have been easy for them to go, you know what, maybe I ain't dated in 20 years, and I think Right. But you were like, no, this is what I want. I want to be partnered. And so you continued on. And I love that. Why do you think you were able to continue on? Because I think I realized that I deserve to have it. I think there was this level of, you know, with the shame that I deserve to be punished, that you can't have the life you deserve. You can't have a man because, you know, like all the stuff that I carried before coming into Deeply Rooted. But when I started realizing my worth and I don't know where, you know, all of a sudden the men came and I actually, you know, met a guy and, and I didn't have to look at them, whether they were black or white, it didn't matter. You know, it was like whoever fit. And I had like, basically, you know, at my age, you know, Rick will tell you, I don't look like my age, but I basically shut down shop. You know, it's like, I didn't have any feelings, no arousal, no whatever. But then it's like, wow, I like came alive. I'm like, whoa. You know? What happens to wow, us? Where did that right. come from? <laughs> when we get out from the shame of our success, and I talk about that a lot because it's the one thing that a lot of people like to use against us. Like you're too high and mighty. Like you're too independent. You professional women are too independent or whatever. It's like, listen, when they had the schools to prison thing going on and they took all our men away from us, what the fuck was we supposed to do? Continue to just like 
So you guys wanted us to just be helpless for the last 50 years because that's how long that's been going on. Or did you want us to preserve our community, which is what we did? And because of that, we had to adapt. And now you're trying to punish us? Like, no, right? Like, no, you're punishing us for our success. And when we stop shaming ourselves, then you thrive. And that's what you did. You was like, wait a minute, I'm not dead. And down there ain't dead either. (laughs) I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I just have been amazed, you know, and to find men who don't think I'm too much and yes. like, and celebrate like, oh, wow. I just the last guy I was dated is like, I love your brain as much as I love you. you oh, know? right. I yeah. love your brain. I love everything about you. I love what you're doing. I love what you've accomplished. And it was like, wow. But and, when we accept it, other people accept it. Yeah, yeah. Reading the story that you have been given and conditioned to believe. You know, when you start opening yourself, you start opening yourself to life. And uh, one day I was just working and my granddaughter sent me this thing and she says, oh, there's going to be a new TV show for dating for older people. Will you apply? And and I was like, oh, okay. You know, I wanted to be cool to my granddaughter. Like, sure, you know, nothing. But anyway... I, I ended up being a finalist for this national TV show, you know, so I got choices. Like, so I was dating a guy here, but I, I'm not sure. I, we just dated a month. I'm not sure if, if you're somebody I want to spend the rest of my life with. I mean, like I have that choice, you know, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm not, we can't date right now. Mm-hmm. That's just not what I'm doing. And so anyway, so I'm one of the finalists and I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, I'm just saying yes to life. I'm yeah. saying yes to life is basically what I'm doing. And I plan to go back to Portugal. I have a few girlfriends who say they want to go with me this time in September. So I'm just enjoying life and, you know, having bumps like uh, my business. Like last year, you know, being deeply rooted, I made more money than I ever made. This year, I'm not duplicating it yet. Yeah. But I remember someone said to me, Pamela, this is just halfway. You can still meet your goal. And I, and that's where I'm, I'm being now. And I'm feeling so much more confident and, and deeply rooted. I was coaching the other day. I had to get healed because I realized I was still carrying so much grief from my dad and guilt and whatever that I was holding myself back. And I didn't even realize I was just, I forgot to believe in myself and forgot to believe in my dream. And uh, I'm back. So I'm, I'm waking up every morning excited. I was working last night. You know, I was like, oh, you know, I woke up at two o'clock and I'm writing a post and I'm doing all this stuff. And I can't believe two of my brothers have died. Mm-hmm. There's only one of us left. My mother died. My father died. And here I am. I get to wake up each morning, go to my Pilates class, walk my dog, make a difference in my business. I'm posting every day on social media. I'm doing videos. I got five people working for me, doing videos, posting on LinkedIn. And I'm like 70 freaking four years, you know, and no one looks at me, would would never believe I was my age. But not only do I have more health and I'm eating right because I have so much to look forward to. I have so much life ahead of me. You know, if you're thinking about joining Deeply Rooted, you really want to because 
you deserve to have a life. And that's what I learned here. And I didn't know I didn't know I didn't deserve to have a life. But I had so much guilt and shame that I was not even aware of that I was in my own prison, you know, and I feel like I've been let out of my prison and I'm so excited about life each day. And I can't believe it. You know, like I said, it's like I wake up, my brothers are gone, you know, my, they're all gone. And yet I get to live life fully. And I think like the best is yet to come is how I feel for sure. Yeah. I remember our consult because that's basically what you said you want to do is like you wanted to start living. You had been existing. And for so many of us, like we get to a level you were doing fine. It wasn't like you wasn't doing OK, but there's some things I want to live abroad. I want to just work three days a week. And you you instituted that you raised your prices. You went to three days a week. You booked out like you created so much. And then there was a time where your father died, the guy you dated died, I know the dog died, and then you went through a, a lull again. And I think that happens. Like we think I don't want to have the high because I don't want to have the low, right? So I don't want to experience the lows of life. So we just stay small. But you have decided like, no, I want and I'm willing to experience the lows because I want to live. And living is a zaggered line a variable line, not this pretty straight upward trajectory line that we think it is. And I'm glad that you decided to stay because you actually renewed mm -hmm. and you decided to stay because last week was one of those where we really was able to like, well, what were you doing before and what are you doing now and what's going on? And underneath all of that, we realized that there was a part of you that you decided to kind of like put away when all the death came. And so we just had to figure it out, right? Like, oh, that's what I'm doing. And I think I told you to like get out the grave with your dad. Like a part of you yeah, went I, the I grave. down into the, my dad's grave with him. Yeah. And with all my hopes and dreams and just like, oh my God, you know, if my dad died, what hope is there for me? You know, what am I thinking about? You know? Right. And that was the premise, like, why am I doing this? I'm just going to die. And it took us like an hour of coaching, like to figure out what it was. And I was like, yeah. And sometimes we want to honor our parents or our loved ones. And therefore we put our dreams in the grave with them because we think in a subconscious way we are honoring them. And I'm like, that's not honoring him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. So good. And I just love watching you. I am going to love watching you on network TV when you're on the dating show, all of the deeply rooted sisters, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we are going to like, when you get on the show the first day, we are all going to be together, whether it's on Zoom and we're watching or whatever. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. <laughs> Cannot wait. But my, I have to tell you, my daughter unfriended me on Facebook. <laughs> Did she? And I don't want anybody to know I, that I'm your daughter. <laughs> No, I'm claiming you then. That's all right, Pamela. We will claim you. Deeply rooted would claim you, right? And like, only thing I kept telling you was just go and enjoy the experience. And when you know, I think the experience in Portugal helped you to see that I know how to take care of me. And when you know, you know how to take care of you on such a deep level. And when those haunting thoughts come, you're like, mm -mm, you selling, I am not buying. 
then you open your up to so many experiences. Cause I've had to coach you a couple of times on saying yes to this thing. I'm like, <laughs> I know. I was like, you gotta be kidding. There's no way I'm going to like humiliate myself, you know? Like, no, <laughs> you're going to go and experience life. It's like, if not now, when? And so for so many of you, if you have been waiting to thrive, if you're struggling to thrive, you're surviving. You're more than surviving. Your life is good, but it's not where you think it you want it to be. You have things that you want to accomplish that you're feeling ashamed of even wanting, or you don't even know how you're going to do it because you're stressed out already with what you already have. Deeply Rooted is that container for you. And I coach you, I show you what you're doing. I put a mirror up like you see it. I give you the tools so that you can do like what Pamela did, coach yourself because I'm coaching you from 10 years from now when I'm no longer around, you have those skills. So what do you have to say about that and living your life now? What's such yeah, because You know, because I want to say that, you know, if you had looked at me, I would have looked like I had it all together. Yes. You know, I have a nice home. I have this business. I have, you know, this or that. But I was like, just in a straight lane, you know, no men, no dating, you know, just like really eating more than I should because I just had to squelch the femininity or feeling like a woman or feeling sexual, all of that. I was just shutting myself down day to day, looking good, holding on. Mm -hmm. And when I kind of grabbed on to deeply rooted, I just like, I want to experience all of life. I want to feel, I mean, I didn't have no idea who was here. I didn't know, like, I didn't realize like this woman who's alive and sexy and vibrant. And um, no, she beat out 20,000 women applied for this show and she beat them all out. But what, 10, I don't know. Yeah, you know, just join because it's a gift to yourself. That's why I rejoined. It's like, this is a gift for me because I need to be able to be the Black woman I am, fully expressed, unashamed, reaching out and enjoying life the best of my ability because that's all I got. I I feel like, hey, you know, because I'm older, I I got like 20 years. I'm going to go for it and really live it to the full for sure I'll be coaching you when you're a hundred queen <laughs> what do you say now what we got that one to me and that's why this guy you know who's here i'm like i don't know if he wants to travel i want a guy that wants to travel you know yeah. he's got this business here so anyway but that you've decided like once you got rid of the shame of who you are and your wants and your desires, then you own them. And that is so powerful and it's very attractive and very magnetizing too, right? Like that's why clients come to you and that's why men come. Like it's very attractive and magnetizing when you own your desires and you just keep creating opportunities and choices for you. I just love it. So I'm excited. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm so happy to share my life. I really hope if you're on the fence that you take to heart that you really deserve to have your life. You know, you could be looking at all this other places like business and money, but you got to get you, you know, you have to shore up with yourself because if you don't shore up with yourself, none of the other stuff is possible. Yeah. So true. So true. Thank you so much. 
How can they get in contact with you if they're tell them who you work with, who you help and give them all your stuff? Okay, so I work with high stakes, highly stressed professionals. I'll say primarily men, but also women. Mm-hmm. And um, you could reach me. Let's see, my, I guess my website is PamelaDeneuve.com. And I'm going to spell that as Pamela, P-A-M-E-L-A, Deneuve, which is my name. D like David, E, N like Nancy, E, U, V like Victor, E.com. PamelaDeneuve.com. Love it. So good. All right. If you guys want, if you fit the criteria and you want a one-on-one coach, check her out. And if yeah, you want- and also I'm on Instagram at P Deneuve, D-E-N-E-U-V-E. Good. Love it. Yeah. Love it. All Thanks right. Thank you guys. Deeply Rooted is open. Talk to you later. Thank you so much, Pam. You gotta come. <laughs> Did you enjoy this podcast where I have a personal invitation? I want to spend time with you, coach you, talk about the issues that are affecting you. We do this in a community we call the Melanin Hour, created just for us high achieving Black women. You can register at brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, Deeply Rooted is where we put all this shit together. We immerse ourselves And we master this. Six months, you, me, and a bunch of women that look like you and got a little melanin in them. (laughs) That's Deeply Rooted. You can register for the wait list at brickjohnson.com forward slash group. Hope to see you there. Bye.